All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another Ramblin' Radio episode number 36. We've got an incredible guest, an incredible episode. Hope you have an incredible start to your Monday so far. I'm jacked up. It's a fresh week. I love I love Monday. Monday is my favorite day of the week. I don't know about you, but it's my favorite. Before we get into the the topic of conversation, the content, we've got an incredible five-star review that I just I have to share because it the, these five-star reviews, you you guys, you you're touching my heart in in a way that uh, I didn't know was was possible over the internet. Um, really some some incredible things uh, you're telling me. So it's just amazing to hear. So we, we got we have an amazing five-star review from from Logan Sand Media. Uh, the title of it is called Life Changing. Uh, he said, Ramblin' Radio is life changing. This was my first podcast, and without a doubt, I'll be tuning into every episode. Zach's content and character as a visual creative has spoken so much value into my life. I truly believe his words awakened me and gave perspective into my daily life. I absolutely love how he keeps it real as fuck in every episode. It's exciting. His vision and thought gives me so much hope for what I may believe is in the impossible. Thank you so much, Zach. You're an amazing human being. Wow. What a five-star review. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, that just keeps me going, and hopefully that helps other people that are hopping onto this podcast for the first time, the second time. Hopefully it uh, shed some light into what this podcast is all about. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. Now, on to the content. We've got Bob Bay, three Bs, four As, one Y. Bob Bay. Um, incredible, incredible guest. Um, I was I was really excited about this episode. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, Bobby is the host of the podcast Purpose in the Youth probably heard of it and now he's got a brand new podcast called it's the bearded man uh where he's just recording solos now and this episode is incredible because he just brings so much to the table he brings so much energy uh whenever i get done talking with him i just i'm always in a much better mood uh he's just one of those people that really just gives 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 and doesn't ask for anything in return um, and there's not many people like him. And so um, it's an honor to call him a, a friend of mine. Uh, and I think you guys are really going to be in for a treat with this episode. It's going to brighten your day and it's going to get you fired the mother effing up. So really excited. Before we get into the podcast episode, I'm also extremely excited because the five day challenge is officially here. You can sign up right now. It's 100% free. It's five days to landing your biggest client without a huge social media following. What does that mean? So if you've been following me for a while, you know I, I have never had a big audience. I, I, was, I was able to build a very loyal following, people that really were into what I was doing. They wanted to be a part of it. And so I impacted people. It was just on a small scale but I've been able to create a multiple six-figure business without a huge following. And everybody thinks you got to get the following 
to to make money and 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 make a life for yourself or you have to get a following to create a business or you have to get a following to get clients and you know it's that if i get this then i can have this kind of statement and you know earlier in my career i was it was such a frustrating thing and this is something that bobby and i talked about it's like when someone just gives you an audience and they never have to learn how to create a business before they even get the audience it's almost like a, a curse when you when you don't get an audience right away or it happens very very slowly you really have to become resourceful and figure things out on your own and so i had to figure things out how how can i take my small audience how can i take what i'm doing right now and make a successful business and and live the life that i wanted to live how do i design my life the life the life of my dreams the dream the the life that i want to live and that is what this challenge is all about so if you're a filmmaker photographer honestly any kind of creative interior designer um, graphic designer, someone that is trying to get clients. Um, this is going to be a challenge for you. It's in the show notes. You can you can click sign up in the show notes of the podcast, or you can go to zachkravitzcoach.com slash my biggest client. Zachkravitzcoach.com slash my biggest client and sign up. We get started February 10th. And you know, it's just one of those things where People don't tend to work on the business side. Business side, business in general, that name just is not very sexy to a lot of creatives. We're, we're artists. We're visual people. And luckily, I've had some mentors that, that really helped me along the way, allowed me to shortcut my success. And I, just like you, I always thought, you know, if I work on my craft and I get really, really talented, it's going to pay for itself. And it got to a point where... I wasn't seeing the return. I kept working on my craft, trying to get, trying to become the best filmmaker I could possibly become. And it just wasn't cutting it for me. And it wasn't until I really started taking a pause, taking a break on working on my craft and used my energy to focus on business and learning how to create a business is when everything changed for me. So it's just one of those things. You scroll on Instagram, everybody is talented, guys. Everybody is talented. You scroll on Instagram and you'll see an incredible photo after an incredible photo or an incredible video. Just amazing work. And it's it's one of those things like how do you how do you separate yourself if everyone is so freaking talented? And that is what this challenge is about. So we're going to talk about five really critical ingredients that I use when I when I get my clients and how I serve my clients and how I price my clients. Uh, it, it just it cannot be more crucial to learn those things. And so that is why I designed this challenge. So please sign up, do yourself a favor, really start studying these things. I know it might not be as sexy as learning how to do a cool transition. Am I right? Uh, learning how to do After Effects. Am I right? Definitely not as sexy as that. But you know what? It's going to give you results and it's going to give you the life that you really, truly want to live. And that is, that's more important in my mind. Hopefully it is for you. So definitely sign up for that. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to zachkravitzcoach.com slash my biggest client, client, and uh, now let's get into it. I'll see you after this episode. Enjoy. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace. Try to forget about it. I mean, yeah. that was I, I. I felt gutted. Yeah. All right, I'm rec- I'm recording right now. Cool, it's all recording. That's good. Are you good? Yeah, let me just double check and make sure. Yep, I'm I'm recording right here. 
All right, cool. Yeah. I can't. I still can't believe about about Kobe. I mean, I keep I keep looking up um, articles and stuff. I don't know if you you heard the latest news, but um, the daughter, his, the daughter. It just had to be the Sad, daughter, man. That shit's it. I it don't know, it bro. Sound, it's like, yeah. Go ahead. I don't, it's just. Uh, I mean, I I think. I think both of us, obviously, being who we are, we, we share a lot of our emotions through the internet, right? And so I think a lot of our energy is, a, I think, very similar. We are trying to put out good energy to the world and trying to just share our stories and whatever. But uh, it's just one of those moments where you're like, all this other shit that I worry about, what does this even matter? Um, I, I don't, you know, it's like, I, there's nothing I, I don't even know what to what to say in a situation like that. It's just... The timing is super weird too, with with LeBron just passing his points last night, and I know that's the that's the weird part. It's like yeah. we were just talking about him last night, or or I don't know who I'm sure everybody was. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how kind of a big step, and then he he tweeted the uh, Kobe tweeted saluting LeBron, and I'm like, oh, that just makes it even sad, man. Worse. Yeah, I uh, I grew a lot more respect for Kobe in the last couple of years. Just I, ne- I like when he was playing, I would see him. I mean, I grew up a Boston fan, so right. It, there's the Boston Celtics, you know, rivalry. But I really grew to appreciate him in the last couple of years. Listening to all his interviews and his podcasts because he wasn't playing anymore, so he was, you know, he was hopping on everybody's show and he was just talking about his discipline and his passion for the game and. You know, even early on when people would be, you know, going out to the clubs after games, he was right back in his hotel reading books or just like learning. And so I really grew to appreciate him a lot more in the last couple of years. And uh, Mm. I I consumed a lot of his interviews and a lot of his podcasts. And yeah, it's just sad, man. It's just, it's just sad. Yeah. His but work it, ethic was it amazing. Go, it ain't gonna stop our energy. We gotta, we gotta carry no, the torch. No, no, no. Let's, we gotta yeah, keep, we gotta keep that energy going, man. We, that's that's what it's always, it's all about. You, you are the king of energy. Um, we're recording now, so we're we're all set to go. But we're um, here, baby. We're here. We're here, we're, dude. Yeah, we in the I, building. I, I'm so glad we made this happen again. I apologize for my my scheduling. Don't issues. apologize. Um, You're hustling, bro. I respect it. I'm I'm a, I'm a hustler, but. Um, dude, I, I have to say, I don't know if people tell you this, but, and it might even piss you off, but I feel, I feel like you're the most underrated, you're the best podcaster of all time, underrated wow. podcaster of all time. I do have wow. to say that. That's a, that's a bold uh, statement. What makes you think it's that? A, what makes you think that? Cause when I came, when, when we interviewed for the first time and I came, I, I had been on a handful of podcasts before, not, not too many. So I don't know how, how, um, you know, how, what, what am I trying to say? Like the process my, of podcasting. I don't know or... if my words hold mm-hmm. so much value just cause I haven't been uh podcast for that long. But when you and I met for the first time, I just felt like what you had going on was special. And I told you that I told yeah. you, I'm like, dude, what you got going on is special. <laughs> not, not, I mean, the content was fantastic, but it was the way you made people feel which mm. not a lot of people know how to do. You made people feel like they were the fucking MVP. You made them feel like Kobe all the yeah. time. Yeah. And and I was just like, wow, like this is such a powerful feeling. Like we were just connected. I mean, um, you know, going back and forth, I, I just felt the emotion, the passion, the authenticity all in one thing. And, and that's just like a rare find even yeah. with all the podcasts out there right now. Yeah. It's just, it's still very rare. So 
yeah, I appreciate man. that, man. I mean, com- like from the jump, it was something that at least for purpose in the youth, it was like, I just recognized, and I don't know if that stems back to childhood or it, I mean, it probably does stems back to the childhood, to the parents I was raised by, to the environment I was raised in, like all those things check off. But I just knew from the jump that if I'm going to be asking for people to come onto the show and to share their story and to be vulnerable with me and to open up, like I need to treat this very professionally and I need to do the research and I need to go above and beyond so that when they leave this studio or even when, when the whole podcast rolls out, they feel like that was not a waste of my time. I'm so happy I was a part of that. So to me, it was always about like, I don't care about the number of plays that I don't care about the views. I don't care if this person reshares it or not. I just want them at the end of the day to leave and go, that was a great experience. It was a great conversation. It was a great experience. It wasn't a waste of my time. I want them to feel good. And so hearing that fires me up because I just, from the jump, I just wanted it to be something where people could share their story. They could feel comfortable and they could just be who they were. And I think that was also the amazing part of like running a low budget in the, in a bedroom bedroom studio of like, (laughs) there's not all these lights. There's not, you know, 16 camera operators. Like there's so much beauty in the low budget type of things because there's not a lot of, uh, distractions. It was just me, you, and then Kirk doing the BTS. And other than that, it was just like, we'd shut my door two hours later and that was it. Yeah, dude, it was me. It was me. It taught me so many things because you know, it was so, it was a low budget. We were in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> your bed yeah. is in the corner and we're just hashing brother. it out right 100%. now. And I'm like, wow, like this is the real, you got people filming. You, you had, you had so many people just involved that like wanted to be a part of it. And like you yeah. brought people together and like, you know, I don't know. No, like no one was getting paid. We're not getting paid here. We're just doing it. Cause it's, it's just, we're passionate about it. And like, yeah. He taught me a lot. Like, you know, you don't, you don't need the fancy studio, even though that would be incredible. Absolutely. Uh, it's just not needed. I mean, it was just so raw and bare and like the the podcast was just as good as, as, as a podcast with like, uh, you know, a 50,000, $100,000 setup, whatever you yeah. know, the amount is. Yeah. So no, that's crazy. It's, dude. it's great to hear, man. I, I, I was lucky too with like Kirk and other people, Dalton and Sam Snowden, who was, he was also, uh, he was a member of your course. And I was very lucky to, to connect with people where there was like this mutual understanding of like, I'm trying to build my thing. You're trying to build your thing. I think we could collaborate on something that's going to bring us both value. I don't really have the budget for it. If you're interested, like, let's try to build something together. And so I, I was, dude, I mean, I just got super lucky with those guys because I needed that content. A lot of the stuff they would help me produce, I was just an audio guy and these guys were visual. So they were able to make me look like I was bigger than I actually was. And so their content, just the behind the scenes and showing the process of people coming in and out was just as important as the podcast itself. Yeah. Did that, did that surprise you? what like the like what you were doing bringing people together was this did you just go like wow like this is unreal because not many people have that until they reach a certain level of success you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, the it, team it, it, yeah i i completely agree i think um early on i got lucky because my buddy dylan the artist who i live with he was able to help me with like design and so 
we've been I've been helping him with his music career for 10 plus years and so when he, when I finally started a creative thing he was able to assist me with downloading Ableton he showed me how to operate the music uh, software he was able to help me design my first logo he was able to help me and assist me and I and through that relationship I saw the beauty of what can happen when you work with other people that maybe can bring some skills that you don't bring and um, I mean it really didn't fall I really just was doing this on my own all through Boston for that first year. And then it wasn't until I moved to LA uh, for the uh, September 2017, so right after a full year of podcasting, that it started to become like a team thing. I met Kirk on the first set of anything I had ever been in in LA in October. And so then that relationship started building and then all these other relationships just naturally grew. So I got so lucky, man, because, you know, I knew from the jump, like it'd be amazing to have a team that could help me, you know, cut these clips. They could help me do subtitles. I had, man, I had my man Nils out in Germany who was rocking with the podcast. I would send him clips and he would, because of the time difference, I would send it to him at night and I would wake up the next morning and they would be done because I would send him in Germany nine hours ahead of time. (laughs) He would make the Instagram content, send it back to me and I'd wake up in my inbox and it was there. And I wasn't paying these guys, but I was very open and I was very honest with these guys. Like, listen, this is not paid. I'm willing to help you in any way that I can. If you believe in this just as much as me, great. And, you know, some of them were able to build bigger relationships and go on to bigger things. And it actually was great timing that I was like slowing down with purpose in the youth because I still wasn't at a point where I could pay these guys. But now these guys were at a place where it's like they're actually making money with bigger projects. And, you know, maybe there was that one split second where I'm like, damn, they're leaving me to go on and do bigger things, but at the same time, I was like, "No, I'm happy for them. They put in their work. They did. They did their their what they needed to do. We built something together, and now it's time for us to go out there and and do what we have to do." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you just you can't do it alone. No. You, you know, you, if you want to impact people on a on a large scale and really do something, um, and 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 make it powerful, you just you can't do it alone. I tell I tell creators all the time. Because I think I think creators, especially filmmakers, photographers, they have such a problem with like letting their editing go, um, you know, having help because it's mm. like their artists, it's like their craft, it's their yeah. project. You know, it's really hard to let some of that stuff go. Um, and yet they struggle and they're in this this trap of of filming, editing, filming, editing, and they can't really move the needle in, in the direction that they actually want to go in because they yeah. they just can't. They don't have that skill of of bringing people together, or they they just they don't feel comfortable letting some of that stuff go. Yeah, but I think at you, some point. Go ahead. No, yeah. go ahead. No, go no, ahead. Uh, no. You go ahead. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Damn I, it! Well, <laughs> you go. <laughs> you go. Pass me the money. Um, I mean, I think at some point you have to. That's the only way to scale. And I mean, I can. I if I had to put on a piece of paper and put into a vault. And open it in five years from now to say, I know where Zach Kravitz is going to be. I know that's exactly what you're going to have. You're going to have a team of people who are helping you execute everything that you're working on on a bigger scale. You're going to be doing less of like the time. Um, you know, maybe like you might get handed the clips of a, of a piece that you're working on where it's like everything is trimmed of the fat. So it's like it's not worth Zach Kravitz time to go through 10 hours of raw content 
it's more worth you to go through the two and a half hours that's usable. So how do you break it down from the 10 to two? You bring in somebody that you trust, you train them on your vision, you work with them, you you trust them, you build that relationship. And that's the only way you're gonna scale. The sooner people realize like team is where you scale, the faster you're just gonna start moving in a lot faster pace. Because if I hadn't found these guys who were down to make Instagram content through through the internet, I was not going to be producing at the speed because each clip would take, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, which you're like, oh, that's not that much. Well, when you're pumping out seven clips for the week, you're talking three hours, three and a half hours where I could spend reaching out to other guests, doing this, doing that. So I think the sooner any creators, I mean, especially the filmmakers, like the sooner they, I'm sure, build that team, it's like the faster you can really execute on on visions. Right. You get back to actually moving the needle. And, and, and you get back needle. to creating, actually creating the stuff and not doing so much of the manual labor of, you know, editing, like editing a podcast, you know, yeah. especially. hundred percent. But not but the, the most fun thing to do. Not the most. <laughs> and I still dread it to this day. But the true beauty of it is that, and I, and I, and I know I'm preaching to the choir for you, and, but hopefully somebody that hears this is going to be, it's going to connect. The beauty in actually going through the process of it at all is that you understand it. So that when it's time to pass it on to somebody else, you've been there, you've done it, you've you 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 put in the work. There's so much beauty in like getting in the trenches and having to figure it out for yourself. So that when it is time to patch that torch, it's not you from the outside looking in, going, "You got to be doing this, you got to be doing that." Coming from somewhere that has never done it, versus you've already you've already done that type of work. So it's like you can you can understand what they're going through. And that's exactly why you're doing the course right now. It's like you've been through all these processes that your your students need help with. And it's like if I was a filmmaker and I knew I'm trying to, you know, get bigger clients or I'm trying to like go from just doing this as a passion to uh, a full scaling business and I see somebody like you who's putting out that content who has a course that's gonna show me the steps I know it's worth my time and money because you've been through the process you've been in the trenches and you are an example of somebody who's out there actually doing it so yeah team team Dude, team team I love and enjoying that. the process of, of getting your hands dirty yeah I love that speaking of, of getting in the trenches let's kind of take that back uh back to you getting into the trenches a little bit mm. what what made you I don't know if I I knew this, but what what made you move to L.A. in the first place? Dude, I think it was fifth grade Jesse McCartney. He was on this TV show, and I think I fell in love with California. (laughs) Bro, I've been trying to pinpoint what it was that got me to move to California, and I think it was Jesse McCartney on this show called Summerland or something, dude. Get out of here. Are you serious? Bro, I don't know what it was. This is a joke right now. Bro, so honestly, I... Since probably though fifth grade, like I just, I don't know if it was TV shows growing up or what, but I just loved the idea of Los Angeles, of California. I had an uncle, a late uncle who lived up in Sacramento. And so knowing that I had a family member who had made the leap from the East Coast to the West, I was like, if he did it, I could do it. I just, I became obsessed with California and um, it took a long time to finally make the leap. It wasn't until I was 23 that I moved out here, but it, the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, I almost came out here for college. That didn't work out. My parents laughed at me. They're like, yeah, good luck. Didn't do it. And then um, when I was graduating college and I was in the process of starting the podcast, I was like, maybe I should just move to LA. And then I was like, that's the worst thing I can do because I'm starting a podcast focused on people and I don't even know anyone in LA. So um, the third time was a charm. That's when I moved out here. Uh, I was 23, coming from Boston. I was I had, I had just 
literally the day I packed up my car was the one year marker of purpose in the youth. And I was like, man, you want to talk about timing. This is the time to make the move. And so I know I just love the energy of LA. I just love like the palm trees and like the sunshine and the energy and knowing there was no snow. I know coming from the Midwest, you, you feel me on that. Um, so it's everything from the outside looking and just everything that they show you online or in movies of what LA looks like. I was like, man, I got to get there as soon as possible. Was it, was it because you wanted to, to connect with people in LA or did that really not have anything to do with it? That just kind of came later early on. That's, that's why it was, it was so beautiful that the stars all aligned because growing up all the way through up until probably my senior year of college, it was solely just on the idea of what LA was. It wasn't, I had, I had no interest of being in movies. I had no, I had no interest in creating. I had no interest in music industry. Um, I had no, nothing like that cross my path. It was just that type of energy of what LA was. I love the, the glitz and glamour of it. I love how there was so much entertainment out here, but dude, it wasn't until I started getting onto the creative things and I was like, wow, that's literally the greatest place to live arguably in the States is LA, maybe even in the world. I mean, it's probably going to be top five places in the world if you're a creative right. and you want to live. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, that how lucky am I? That or New York. And I was yeah. like, no way am I going to New York with the snow and the cold. So then I just said, <laughs> right. screw this. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going west. So I just got super lucky because LA was the place I had dreamed to live in since, since I was a kid. And then this is where all the work was. So I was like, let's ride, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's go awesome dude oh my god did you did you what what was your what was your plan like when you when you were driving you drove right i'm assuming you drove oh i I did the drive from massachusetts seven days i went up to your neck was i went through chicago and then back down me and my homie evan healy we did like a seven day road trip but um the plan was get out to la and figure it all out um i had visited la twice leading up to the year that i moved out here I'd came out here twice to do some podcasting. I had some friends that I had made through like um, tour managing for my buddy Dylan. And so I knew moving out here, one, I was working on a podcast. Two, I was going to be living with my homie Dylan and our our third roommate, Steve. So I knew where I was going to be living. Um, I had a couple friends that were already out here. So I knew like I had some friends out here. I knew I was going to be driving Uber. I was like, okay, I know I have a way to make money. So I knew that I just needed to get out here and just figure it all out. And which is super lucky because I met a lot of people that like didn't have any friends when they moved out to LA or they moved out here by themselves or they just like came out here and started at zero and wanted to build their career on acting or, you know, filmmaking. And um, I felt good knowing that I came out here with a year under my, with a full year of podcasting straight through weekly I was like, I have something that I can work off of. This isn't me just like starting from the ground up. And so I just knew I needed to get to LA and I'll figure everything out. And it all just slowly fell into place with time. But um, I definitely was ready for it for when the time came. It was it, the timing could yeah. have been better for my yeah, life. Yeah, so yeah. Let's do it. That's interesting. But you didn't really have a plan B. You didn't, well, you didn't really have a plan too much. You had a little bit of a plan. You knew oh, where you were going to stay. Dude, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I had the, I, I had the outline. I, I was like, I have a place with a roof over my head. I have some friends that live in LA. I'm out there to, uh, and I have a way to make some money with Uber and I'm out there to build this podcast. Other than that, no plan. There was no like in three months from now, I'm going to run a YouTube channel and, and six months from now, I'm going to start these series LA was when the 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 creative switch flipped for me where I was like it's time to like it there was nobody that 
was holding me back from just like firing it up. Like moving to LA is when I started to get in front of the camera. I start, dude, I, I started making YouTube videos in my garage of like me just like ranting on subjects. I just, I started throwing everything at the wall. Like I, I dude, I just, I, dude, if you like, if you want some shit, if you want to laugh some time, just scroll back on my YouTube and just click around and watch 30 second, 30 second snippets. Oh You're gonna my be like, God. what the hell was this guy up to? <laughs> I just kept trying everything, dude. I didn't know what to do, but I knew watching Gary V, listening to his content, I knew I was like, I just gotta keep throwing my 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 stuff at the wall and try different content and seeing what works and what doesn't. And uh yeah, man, we should <laughs> You gave me no fucks. Of, no no fucks. No, no fucks given. None. Yeah. There's so much power in that, dude. There's so much power in not giving a fuck, first of all. Yeah. And there's so much power in in not having a plan B and not really having that much of a plan at all. I mean, yeah. literally, you're, you just got to figure it out. You, you, you put your back up against the wall, essentially. 100%. I mean, when you moved out to LA, what was your, what did you have like any, I know I had you more had, of a plan. <laughs> I had more you, of a plan. Really? Yeah. God well, bless I mean, your soul. Well, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just, I, I, I was confident because I had a network out here. Yeah. I had people that I knew eventually were going to need my services, which mm -hmm. gave me some comfort. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend didn't have a job. Um, she was looking for work. So financially, it was all on me. So I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it was a little scary. Mm. I didn't, so you figure it out. And, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't even have my online course business. Go. It was just getting started. Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen financially. I just knew that I, I had money saved up, a little bit of money. Um, but I wasn't in debt or anything. I know you yeah. have, you, you were dealing with college debt and still am college loans. Still all am. Yeah. Oh my still God, am. dude. That's yeah. crazy. I try not to beat myself up because I'm just like, there's nothing I can do. Like I, I put myself in that, into that position and the more time I spend like trying to beat myself up thinking about the numbers, it's like all you can do is, is, is move forward. And, you know, I know one day it's going to get paid off. I know I'm much more, I never was stupid. I mean, growing up, maybe I was stupid with my money and would buy like clothes and stuff, but that was, I mean, through Uber, like I really learned how to live minimally, like get by bare bones enough to pay you know rent and all that stuff but sometimes those dark those moments where you don't have much once again going back to making a studio out of the bed rudio out of my bedroom like when you don't have much you really find ways to make it work and there's just so much beauty in it because then you grow to appreciate the journey of it and you start to when you start to actually get some wins you're like i'm making this shit happen with nothing imagine if i had something exactly and, uh, I try to use that as motivation to just to keep creating. That's huge. It's yeah. so key. You became resourceful. You figured shit out, and and now you have, you kind of have shortcuts. Like the more the more resources the more resources you get, the easier it becomes. But you know you can you can save money in certain areas. You you yeah. built an incredible network. Um, you know when you when you're when you put your back up against the wall, your brain just thinks so yeah. much differently where yeah. everything is an opportunity like you just yeah. it's like seeing the matrix at least for me 100 you know what i mean it's like <laughs> dude, it's boom, so boom. Funny you're, do, do, do. <laughs> dude it's so funny you're saying that because i hate to say this i just watched all three matrix matrix movies for the first time in the past <laughs> what? week bro. 
Oh. I can't believe it took me this long in my life because I enjoy movies like that. Like I love Star Wars growing up, Lord of the Rings. I love like everything that's like so far-fetched. And I couldn't believe it took me three years to actually watch this. <laughs> I've been walking around the house lately and I just go, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> my roommates uh, want to kill me now. Uh, dude, Mr. That, Anderson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Dude, those movies but, are so good. Ugh. Yeah. But no, you, you are completely right. You got to put your back against the wall. And I think once you once you do that once in your life and you realize, like, if you put your back against the wall, you're going to find a way to make it work. It, be, it just translates to everything else that you do. And then you just get that, that comfort and confidence knowing, like, I don't know where I'm going right now, but I'm going to find a way to make this work. Sure. So... That's that's amazing. So Purpose in the Youth was born back in Boston. You moved yep. to LA a year later, your mm-hmm. your one year anniversary, and then yep. you're 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 driving Uber, you're figuring shit out. What as you were continuing to get guests and record episodes, what what do you think the biggest thing Purpose in the Youth taught you? So funny you're asking me this because I just recorded a podcast earlier today on this on this question so i'm oh wow that's weird holy shit makes me feel so good because i know the answer that's amazing yeah it's the world has a weird way with like we live in a simulation bro i am telling you 100 percent. i knew this answer this question was coming so i was like you know what? i'm gonna do an hour podcast and talk about it but i'm not gonna spend an hour talking about it. the biggest lesson i learned through purpose in the youth was the importance of consistent consistency that was the biggest takeaway with with my own process of like if I stay consistent and I put out a podcast every single week for three plus three plus years, I, it's going to take me somewhere. And it was the same lesson I was learning across artists, DJs, producers, entrepreneurs, vloggers, every single person that I would interview. The commonality was their ability to stay consistent, to get back up, to keep pushing forward, and to not let the results determine whether they keep doing something or not that's the other thing is like the consistency is important but if you're letting your results really like swayed you from doing something or not then that's a problem and i'm not saying like don't obviously reflect and assess where you're at and how things are going and if like this concept isn't working then maybe like you have to assess where you're at but i just never stopped i just i didn't care about numbers of plays i didn't care about views i mean Dude, if, if I cared about that shit, I would have I would have gave up a long time ago. And so now it's like that's all that I look at with everything that I do within my life is if I have a goal and I'm willing to stay consistent, I know for a fact I can accomplish anything. Anything that I set my mind to. Some goals are going to take much longer than others and some are going to be a lot quicker. But so long as I stay consistent and I know I'm preaching to the choir with you because filmmaking has been your bread and butter and that's like, you started in college and it's just you making videos and then it takes you this entire path of where, you know, the last couple of years of where you've been going. But as soon as you can understand that, like consistency, anything's yeah. possible, anything yeah. you want to accomplish. That's why you're the most underrated, man. Do you ever, did you ever get that comment? I bet you got that uh, comment all the time. Yeah, Come on. Not all the time, man. You're, you're making me feel good. I, I, you know, um, cause that shit used to I, piss me off. That like because because my YouTube channel that was that was basically your my my YouTube was my purpose mm-hmm. in the youth at, at yes. one point in time yeah and the amount of comments that I got of can't wait for you to blow up man we'll see yeah. at the top 
Can't wait for you to blow up, man. <laughs> See you at the top. I mean, it felt great after yeah. the first 50 and then the, yeah. the, the last, you know, 300 of them. You're just it, like, it really bro, started I get to get it. old. I was like, yeah, okay, let's calm down now. Yeah. I, uh, I just, tr- I just, I've always tried to just like, fi- I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of my negative thoughts. I have plenty of my bad days. I just choose to put positive energy into the world because I know that's what's going to come back to me. So it's, I don't want anybody to hear this or listen to this and think like, oh, this guy's just super positive and that's it. And he doesn't like, he's like the one, he's the Neo. He doesn't get affected by anybody else. But like, but like truthfully, like I have plenty of my bad days. I mean, literally three days ago, I got home. My roommates don't even know this. They were in their rooms and I was sitting eating dinner and I literally just started crying because I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm like, I changed my life around from where I was three months ago. And so, you know, through the whole process with purpose in the youth, it's like, I just like, even when people would chime in like that, like you're so underrated, like you haven't blown up yet. Part of me was like, you know what? It's giving me more time to get better at my craft. If I would have blew up at 22, 23, my mindset, my mentality, I would not be ready for that. I'm a shield now. I'm ready for it. Like you can throw all your hate, all your all the negativity at me. I can put that through me and it doesn't affect me as it did a couple years ago. So even in the moments where people would say, you know, you're slept on, you're underrated, like you're not getting the plays you deserve. I just grew to appreciate like the process of like, yo, I'm just going to keep getting better. I will blow up or I will get to these guests or I will, you know, do this or that. I just, I knew there was no other option. It was like, what am I going to do? Like sit here and get pissed off that I haven't blown up yet? Like that's not going to happen. Um, so I just, I just stayed, I stayed true to myself and uh, I just tried to continuously find positive things that would just like keep me going. And if I would get comments like that, which I didn't get as, you know, too, too often, but here and there, it, it was like, cool, man. Somebody actually gives a shit about this content. That means it's yeah, that's somebody. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I think, I think, I think you nailed it. I think, I think not quote unquote blowing up. First of all, I think that's overrated. Yeah. Quote unquote blowing up. Um, because <laughs> let's, end, let's end blowing up right now. Let's, let's yeah. put a freaking knife in the balloon, dude. Yeah. Let's put a knife in that shit. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, blowing up. It's under, or I think, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's overrated because first of all, the impact that you can make with just 500 people, a thousand people. I mean, you were talking to people on such a deep level and I'm sure you were able to connect with so many people in your DMS and you know, just the comments that you got, you were able to connect on such a deeper level. Um, number one. And, um, and I just, I just see a lot of people that have a huge audience. I just see a lot of them lost. There's just a lot, you know, it was kind of them, not that they were given that audience, but yeah. especially if it were to happen fast, well, it's like you kind of you, you kind of don't learn how to really support yourself because people are giving you stuff like sponsor. Yeah. You know, we want to sponsor you. We want to sponsor. We want to pay you this. We want to pay you that. Um, and then you know, as you you know, as Instagram kind of dies down with organic growth, you're starting to see these people that were that just kind of blew up fast. You kind of see them like like nervous because you know they're not getting the reach that they used to get and. And, you know, if Instagram dies, like they, they have to get a, they're going to have to get a job or, yeah. or figure something else out. And it's like yeah. when you don't blow up or you don't, um, you know, receive an audience super fast, you really start to learn so many useful tools that you'll always be able to uh, survive and, and grow no matter what 
the market does, whatever Instagram 100%. does, whatever the podcasts do. Yeah, there's a there's a lot lot to be said about that. At least for, yeah, you don't want to blow for the wrong too. reasons too. That's that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay, I could I could mean you could go out this afternoon and create one of those videos where like I run up to a stranger and I throw a cake in their face and it does 2 million reshares. And then I'm known <laughs> as the guy who threw the cake right. in the random person's face. And now I have a hundred thousand people following me for cake throwing. And then I have 5,000 for the true authentic content that I like to create. So it's like, are you creating to blow up? Okay. You're going to be known for that. Or are you creating authentic content where it's like you stand by this shit? I'd rather the latter and create the shit that like, I stand by it. Like, I know that I have cool somebody from the outside, and we talked about this on our podcast. And, you know, I know from the outside looking, and I love, I loved your line. Uh, it was right around the time we did the podcast, and you're like, uh, it was the filmmaker rollout piece with, with the Audi. And I don't remember the quote unquote, but you're like, now some of you might see me from my audience and think I'm not successful or something. I don't know. It, it gave me the it gave me the cringe. It, it was the YouTube video with you with the Audi you rent out in Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love that because it's like we 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 see a number and we just immediately have these assumptions like, oh, this person only has X amount of followers, like they can't be that that popping. But it's like I know for the people that follow me, they are true. They are authentic. They know me at the core. They will stand behind my back. And I would rather 5,000 of a strong audience that gives a shit that will, when I say jump, they ask how high, than 100,000 people that just like don't care. They like see my face. They don't even know who I am. So it's like I, I would much rather like a true core audience than than anything else. Than I totally some agree. some number of blow up that would get you yes. or something like that. I, t- I totally agree. There is still, I mean, I still look at people's profiles and the first thing I do without even realizing I'm doing it is to look at how many followers they have. That's just we like, all do. The, we all do that. All do hundred percent. And what I try not to do, I, I, I first, I, I realize that I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, take a chill. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I do, what I do now, which I think is almost more important is who who is following that person? Because mm. if they have 500 followers, but Barack Obama is following them, um, yep. you know, The Rock is following mm. them, uh, like oh, like who? I want to know that guy. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I think I think there's something to be said about that. That's very powerful, and your network is is massive. So yeah. In, in well, that Instagram, sense, at when, least. when Instagram came out with that update, when it showed. Uh, who else that you follow follows that person? Game changer. Because I completely agree. When I would come across accounts, even to this day, where they don't have the craziest number of following, but they have like 10 or 15 people that I that I respect and appreciate, who is this person now? Now I'm even more intrigued, not because of the number of followers, it's who is following them. I want to know why. So yeah, I uh, it is interesting. It's 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 nice being the underrated, not having a hundred thousand followers because I like flying under the radar, man. People, people might not know me on the street. They might not, you know, I might not have the craziest subscribers, followers, or whatever. But the people are paying attention. It's like I'll take the I'll take the quality of those people versus the quantity of what other people might have for their followers all day long, all day, all long. day, baby. Yeah, all day. I think yeah, that's so powerful. Um, speaking of networking, let's let's. I want to I want to talk about. You, how you did your networking and how you were Please. able to get some of the guests on your podcast because I know 
creators that are listening to this podcast, they always are told, oh, networking is so important. They're, they're getting sick of hearing that, but uh, yeah. they want to know, how do I network? How do I, how do I get drama on my podcast and you know, all these different people? How do I connect with these people? What, what kind of strategies did you do? What, what were you thinking about when you reached out to these people? Yeah. What, what was kind of your thing? Yeah, networking is such a such a hard thing to dive into because there's so many different angles and it's so hard to really like give somebody the best advice. Um, a couple things would be one from the very jump. I've tried to be I've tried to be very authentic, right? So like when I'm communicating with, for instance, with drama, that was a cold email. I sent him I a very that. I love brief that. brief email and. I, I was very, I made sure every word count. I made sure there wasn't like this whole book on like why he should be doing it. I wasn't trying to sell it. I was there to present who I was, why I do this podcast and why I wanted him. I think with networking is you got to be super patient. So I build relationships based on the person that I'm building relationship for who they are. I'm not building that relationship because I'm like, all right, if I build that relationship with them, I'm going to wait like two months and then I'm going to hit them up and then they're going to get me to this person. That's, that is the biggest red flag. I build the relationship based on who that person is, what they represent, and more so the energy that they're putting into the world. And so when I would build these relationships, we would establish a relationship, um, you know, like drama, for instance. That was a relationship that established, the podcast rolled out, and I and I never hit them up after that. There, there was... I think a couple occasions I would run into him at like an event in, in LA and I would just go up, say what's up and not make a big deal and just recognize like that was a thing we did. It was a great podcast. It completely helped me grow my career, but I'm not going to sit there and act like I'm best boys with him. I'm not going to hit him up every week and be like, yo bro, like what are you doing tonight? Like I just understood like he's in a different space in his life. I'm in a different space, but like awesome. We, we built something together. And so I've tried to do that with a lot of these people. And, and, and what's what's interesting is a, a great, uh, I think somebody had said in a podcast to me before, when you when you just, and I know, once again, I'm preaching to the choir with, with you, Zach, <laughs> when, when you just go all in on yourself, right? And, and you, you wish for the best for other people, but you just solely focus on building your craft and your career and you do everything you got to do. Mm-hmm. What happens is, People see you putting in the work and they see how relentless and how hard you're working that they, they want to help, right? And so sure. they're going to help when they see the right opportunity or the, or the timing is great in their life where they can help. And the best way to look at it is, is this, is when, you, when you're driving on a highway and there's a car pulled on the side of the road with the hood up, nobody stops. We mm. see that somebody clearly needs help. But nobody stops their car. Everyone keeps going. They got a million things going on with their life. But there's a difference. If you drove by that same car and somebody was in the back on the back of that vehicle and was trying to push it, was trying to move it off the lane or get it out of the middle of the intersection, it's amazing how many people stop, they get out of their car, and they help that person. Mm. And I think that's literally exactly how everyone else is in this world. When you see somebody that's really putting in the work, has been super patient, isn't overstepping themselves, and is trying to move their car or who is trying to move their career, other people want to help. And that's what that's what happened to me. Like I just I I got in with some really early relationships early on. I didn't ask for shit in return. I just mm-hmm. let my work do the talking and I just kept pushing. 
and people would send me lobs. I would never ask for them. They would be like, yo, I got this guy. He want, he, he would be a great fit for the podcast. I'd be like, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was one I'll never forget. It was it was after I had connect, uh, connected with his filmmaker. Uh, his name's Jeremiah Davis, that one blonde kid on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Uh, just, just he works with like the chain smoker, super successful. And so we built a relationship and I just let it sit. Like three or four months later goes by. I'll never forget. It was a Saturday morning. I wake up, check Instagram, and he had DM'd me at like 3 a.m. I'm like, what the hell is he DM me at 3 a.m.? And I click on it, and he's like, yo, Bobby. And he had connected um, another guy in it named Blake Pinsker. He's like, yo, this is my boy, Blake Pinsker. He's the marketing director at Movement. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, word? I was like, I know who movement is. He's like, yo, he would be a great person for a podcast. You got to connect with him. And then Blake had chimed in and said, yo, let's connect. And in that moment, I was just like, holy shit. I didn't ask for that. I sure as hell was so thankful for the opportunity. But once again, it was all because I just kept putting in the work. I kept pushing my car. And I think people rocked with it or wanted to see me succeed with it. And they would throw me lobs when they could. And... I just try to do my best of like, it's on me to create these opportunities and it's on me to just like stay focused and stay in my lane. And when the world wants to give me the right opportunity, I'll be ready for it. Yeah, dude, that's so, it's so key to not ask for anything. It's so key. It. It's so hard to do, my man. Ugh, it's like, hard to do, but you gotta just. Yeah, I mean, the amount of time that, you know, I'll get at, and I'm sure so many other filmmakers and just content creators, in general, maybe even you too. They'll, they'll, they'll ask me to, to just shadow, um, and, and just, you know, watch what I do. But mm. that, that takes so much time from, from me doing what I need to get done because there's obviously going to be conversations. 100%. They're going to be asking questions and that just takes energy away from me and, yeah. you know, whoever else deals with that instead of them seeing what I'm doing. Oh, he could probably use this because he's doing this right now. They did a little bit of research mm -hmm. and then they say, hey, I can do this really well. I would love to provide this for you for free. Yes. Hand it on a silver platter. Boom. Yes. There you go. Then I'm going to say, yeah, actually, I do need that. Come yes. on over. <laughs> that same person that's asking to shadow you should, if they're a filmmaker, they really should be thinking, I'm not going to ask him to shadow him. I'm going to ask him, Zach, do you need any behind the scenes content? I'd love to come shoot for you. Yeah. Because they're going to get exactly what they want, which is to see behind the scenes of what you're doing. They're going right. to be able to create a product. They're going to be able to give you value. And so then the relationship, it's like playing the seed. Then that's just going to sure. continue to grow. Sure. Yeah. Just don't ask. Yeah, don't ask for anything. No. Just serve. <laughs> Serve. If you're going to ask, you got to be very cautious. I think that's the other thing is like, you just got to be very in the way you communicate that ask, man, you got to be really cautious. Like I definitely have had people go out of, out of left field and ask me some favors and I'm all down. I want to help people. But if the way you approach it is not professional and you're, we're not like homies or something and you're just like complete like it's just so far-fetched i just i'm like I, I don't know what to say i'm just i just sometimes i just let it sit and let it marinate but if you're gonna ask you you just got to make sure you calculate it and you got to communicate it right and be very like hey zach big fan of you would love to shoot behind the scenes content of you and i don't know you just you gotta yeah. be very cautious with how you communicate yeah. with people yeah compliment compliment yes. Find a mutual friend or a, or a mutual thing that you have in common 
make mm-hmm. the ask and then finish it with a compliment. Make it 100%. a sandwich and then send it off. Make it a compliment 100%. sandwich. That might that might be the next course right there. The compliment there sandwich. Uh, there you go. No, that's actually that's what that I I do offer that. I do teach that. Not not like I don't say that in depth, but that's just something that I do talk about because mm. I've seen a lot of success with that. Lewis Howes actually talks about that a lot. That's where Wait, I got what, it from. The, the com- how, he, oh, how he how he'll ask somebody to come on to his podcast. He'll compliment, mm. he'll find some sort of mutual like friend. Door. He'll yeah. find a mutual friend. Hey, like you and I both know this person. Like, I love this guy, blah, blah, blah. Then they'll, then he'll find like, oh, we also play football, uh, blah, 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 mm. blah. And then he'll be like, you should come on to the podcast because this, 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 and I want to promote you and serve you and you, you, you. Um, yeah. Thought it'd be really fun. I like what you're doing. Peace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's what good. he does. Yeah, yeah. Smart short, man. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. He's a smart man. <laughs> no, that's smart definitely man. too. The short and sweet ass. Uh, that's the other part too is being just getting right, right down to what you're looking for and not try to write this whole book around just that one question you're looking to ask. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Don't write a book. Dear God. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got time to read novels out here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you have a lot of insecurity when you were bringing like a high level guest into your bedroom? Was that tough for you initially or no? You didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit, bro. I love that. Fuck. (laughs) I I like loved it, bro. I like, and I wouldn't even, I, I would, I would let it be on the guest's responsibility to figure out that it was in a bedroom beforehand. And if not, they would find out on the spot. I never would say like, by the way, it's in my bedroom. Nothing. I was like, if, if they do any research, they're going to figure out very quickly this is in my bedroom because I was making sure whether it was behind the scenes content, whether it was like every so often before a podcast, I would I would shoot like, yo, I'm in the bedroom, I'm cooking up. I would make, I would just be authentic and I would own it and I would show people like, yo, my bed is right there. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't right get, bro, there. bro, Zach, I really did not give a shit that I was running that shit on my bedroom. Um, I will say this though, the, 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 the biggest moment of my career, my podcasting career, I was I was tested, and I and I was so happy that I that I I got myself out of the problem. It was during Drama's podcast. Ten minutes in, lights out, electricity went out. This is the bro middle of the day, and it all goes out, and it was uh, and my heart rate starts going through, and I'm like, okay, time to problem solve. And I'm like, hey, sorry about that. Let me just figure this out. So I like asked my roommates the whole all the lights out are in the house i'm like okay what's option b there's no way i'm canceling this there's no way i'm gonna try to reschedule this cool thank god living in california took the blinds off opened up the natural light of la luckily the gopro was charged up my laptop was charged up and we just rode through the rest of the podcast without without the bright lights of the studio lights and then there was no light on the actual neon sign but Thankfully, he rolled with it, and he actually, we, because of the BTS, we have the entire moment, and uh, he actually ate it up. He's like, this is what I love. He's like, we're not in some big budget studio. We're not we're not on a high-level budget. We are in your bedroom, and, and, and this is the shit. He's like, this is what I love to see, and so he embraced it. Uh, he definitely could have, like, been aggravated or just, like, pissed off or, like, you know, this is a waste of my time, but sure. he not embraced drama. it with me, and, uh, man, that was... Uh, that was a hell of a day having the lights go yeah. on, on the I'm biggest sure. podcast in my career. Yeah, I'm sure he has so much fucking respect for you. I, I think anybody, I mean, I do. You know what I mean? Because so many people don't do 
what you do and that's own it. You made it part of the fucking brand. You know that's what part I mean? Of story. It's like <laughs> Pod- I, podcaster yeah. by day, Uber driver by night, bro. I, I had this shit down to a sign. It was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's brilliant, honestly. Um, yeah, but and- let's, let's not just to my horn, bro. You're, you're very authentic and you've owned your own career and your own story and, and through the content and the, the energy you're putting out there to the world. So, I just want, I want to, you know, we've obviously have discussed this in the podcast we did and then definitely in, in the group episode and then probably just through DMs here and there before, but like you are a great representation of somebody who owns who they are, who is vulnerable, who has shared their own story. And so, you know, I appreciate the credit and I, and I love that. It gets, it makes me feel fucking great because it's, you know, being recognized for like putting that energy out there to the world, but you will do it just as much as I do. So I appreciate so thank you that. For that. Well, like-minded people connect and they, make, connect, they make dope shit yeah shout out to Dalton Misner if he hears this because he's the right. one that really got me to like really pay attention to who you were and oh and, really uh, i didn't know that yeah he was i love dalton he, man what a he's great, great guy he's a hustler love that kid he's gonna be a savage um as he as he continues to move on with his career but he had moved out with me for the month of june and i was in the time just looking for new podcast people and i was like who who should i podcast with and he threw me your account and i started looking at your story and then it was because of him that uh, I, I mean, I didn't really know of your story, know much about you. And, um, you know, he had shared your your story and your page and and uh, the rest of history. That's when I sent the Hail Mary DM. And that's crazy, and man. Some magic happened a couple weeks later. I think I, I think I just saw one video of you of you and just like, hey, it's Bobby, bearded Bobby, you know, whatever. Probably I was just, just like, over sign, top, me sign me up, sign me up. I want to be around this. Who is this guy <laughs> with a beard and claims to be the world's favorite? I don't know who he is, but uh, let's, see what he's, let's see what he's cooking up. Oh, dude, man, that hate comment that you got. Remember you posted that like a few days ago. I love that. Dude, I read that. I'm like, oh man, this guy. I mean, my initial reaction was like, yo, fuck this guy. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it's, you know, he's, he's a hurt individual, man. He's a hurt person. It's tough. I love the the arena. I I told my, I told, um, I actually was, I was talking to, um, uh, Brandon Cohn, he's the he's the founder of Liquid IV, and I was talking to him the day after it, and I had told him that the comp, the arena story, how we had a podcast, and 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 you had talked about how you know don't listen to anybody that isn't in the arena giving you advice or giving you hate, that they sh- they don't have the right to to be passing that on. But when I read that feedback, that review, there was three seconds, I think three seconds, maybe three and a half, where I was like, damn, this this actually hurts. And then I quickly, very quickly, and I think that's just been through the, you know, if I had read that three years ago, it probably would have broke me. But because of all this self-development I've been diving into for the last couple of years and meditation and just like, I just was like, wow, this, I, 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 I appreciate this person for, for being honest with, with me, but it, it doesn't affect me because this is somebody who clearly knows a lot about me. The way they they wrote the description of this comment, they knew a lot about me, which means they've consumed a lot of my content, which is what I put out there to the world. And so everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I was I was like, man, the best way to fight this back is to just send love. And I knew posting that on social media that it would go ham. I didn't expect it to go as crazy as it did, but <laughs> yeah, um, I had a you know a, you cousin a lot of mine people in your corner, bro. <laughs> well, that's when I'm the quality over quantity. That's right. That's right. right? people that actually care so it was uh it got me fired up man it was yeah it was, it was okay i don't yeah it doesn't phase me i keep know moving. keep it's, keep going 
it's always hard, but then you 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 remind yourself of of the arena and and all those things you learn in personal development it helps a lot. Where did you um, learn that from, or where did you get that, that was, like that idea was, from? It was Brene Brown. You know Brene Brown. Wow. Yeah. Motivational I, I, speaker. I could, well, oh, you're right. I I now remembering you quoting him or something. I think you had credited him when we talked about it in the in the podcast. Her. Her, her, quoted her. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> whatever. Oopsie. I, Oopsie. I didn't really didn't hear that. No, no, no. I, I personally, I didn't really know much about her until my girlfriend. She was watching her, a documentary of hers on Netflix, and I, mm. and I literally just caught that moment again. Simulation moment here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I caught that moment. I'm like, oh my god, that is so. That is the most obvious thing I've ever heard, and yet I've never thought about it in that way. Yeah, but it's it's so true. You know, yeah. if if I you're playing that. if you're playing basketball, Joe Schmo from from the from the stands is telling you you can't shoot a jump shot. That, sh- that just should not affect you, uh, unless it's Michael Jordan in your face saying, "Hey man, yeah. your jump shot sucks." Then yeah. then you gotta listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta listen to that. I know, but so it's much so beauty true. When you, can not, when you can learn just not to give a fuck about what other people are saying. Yeah, like appreciate the the good love and, and the cheering, but like if it's not moving you forward, you just got to put it in one ear and out the other as quick as possible. Yeah, easier said than done. You got to put in the reps. easier said than done, but it, it, it you got to put in. It's like reps. It's like going to the gym. You got you just got to learn to just deflect that those those comments and know that that should not affect the way you create or the way you you know put your energy into the world and chase after the things that you want to do with your life. I feel bad for people like that because they have too much time that they're spreading negativity. That it's like, I think you're the issue and you need to go look at yourself in the mirror and realize, wow, I don't have my own shit figured out. So I have to put it out on other people. And that's, that's unfortunate. I, that's why I ended the, the, when I posted the guy's, uh, thing, his comment on my Instagram, I said at the end of it, I said, I'm sending you all the love that I got because I know inside there that's coming from a negative place. And I, and I feel bad for people like that. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. And it's so true. Yeah. So he's probably, yeah, he's got something going on right now. Wasn't having it's a good okay, day, but that's all good. Wasn't having a good day, but <laughs> I, I, good day. I hope him the best. Yeah. I hope him the best. Um, let's 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 kind of dive into uh, a pivotal moment in your career. I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, a bit of a transition. Mm. You, uh, you, 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 some say you, you just, you quit. I don't know if some people said that, but maybe some mm-hmm. people have said you just quit purpose in the youth switched over to liquid IV, but essentially you got a job and you, yeah. you put, you put purpose in the youth and you put it to the side and you let it rest for a little bit. What mm-hmm. did you just hit a breaking point and you were like, like explain like the process yeah. of, of you talking to Brandon Cohen and, and simulation, know, bro. Simulation. Simulation. Talk to me about the simulation. So th- there have been two, creative managers that I have been like bouncing off of for like the last year and some change leading up to this moment. Uh, Reese Hopper, who manages uh, Jeremiah Davis, that one blonde kid, and then Zach Hanavar, who manages Yes Theory. So these were two guys. Once again, you know, I built relations with these guys and I, you know, just let it grow naturally. Um, But they were definitely people that I would, you know, bounce ideas off of. They were there to support me um, and and super grateful for both these individuals. And it was in October, um, end of September, excuse me, of, of 2019 that, you know, I was, uh, I did definitely 2019. I was every couple episodes I would like get, get like something I really wanted for a podcast. And then it was just kind of like, I feel like I was just 
checking off the box and it was definitely getting, I was feeling burnt out, but I just kept going. I kept going. And so towards the end of September, I, um, I had put something up on my Instagram. I, I live by this philosophy of like, you got to keep punching the bag. You got to just keep punching the bag and, and, and with time, with repetition, consistency, things are going to work out. Zach Hanovar chimes in and he goes, he said, keep cha- he said, keep punching the bag, but change the punch. Mm. And I was like, that's a great way to look at it. And so I, love that. I was like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, he was out of town at the time. He's like, come by my office and we'll talk about it when I'm back. So fast forward, like two weeks later, I go to his office and I, I, I meet with him and, um, and a couple other people on his team. And so I've just, we I, literally on a whiteboard. We, we draw out my life. We, we financially, what are you doing? You're, you're driving for Uber. This is how much you're making a year. Okay. On the side, we have podcasting. This is your YouTube subscribers. I mean, we've laid out my life on the board. And so honestly, we, we started just diving into, and I I don't remember the question that Zach asked me. And, uh, one of those moments where I like everything just flashed before me and I, bro, I just like, I started bawling my eyes out. Like, I was just like, dude, I, 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 I really don't know what to do. I've, I've been doing this for over three years. I've been driving for Uber for three years. Um, I've been putting in the work. I, I feel that I've continuously gotten better as a podcaster. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm getting higher caliber guests, but like, it's just not clicking. And so Zach on his whiteboard, he goes, all right, this is what I think you need to do. First off, number one priority you need to figure out how to get out of Uber as soon as possible because driving around is not helping you build as a creator as it's, it's just not helping you it's not build. inspiring, not inspiring, but like, it's just not, it, it's gotten you by for three years, but it's, you got to make a change. That needs to be your number one priority. Number two, you got to figure out like, is, is there other ways to go about this podcast? Could you rebrand? Could you potentially like change it up a little bit? Like start thinking that through. So I leave and I'm like, my eyes are, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I need to figure this out. So I'm like, I'm going to put the podcast on pause and I'm going to figure out Uber and I'm going to take a break. Timing was great. I had one more, I had one more podcast was recording that week, which was giving me three weeks to uh, to roll out podcasts. And then I was, I was stopping and I didn't make an announcement and say anything. Just so happens three days after I meet with Zach, I go home for a vacation. So I'm home. I draw an entire outline of rebranding the podcast. Um, it's gonna, It was going to be a different name. And I'm, I'm going to keep that in the vault and I'll tell you offline because maybe one day this might be another chapter. But like I'm talking everything, bro. I outlined this entire new show and I was like, okay, cool. Now I got to figure out how do I get out of Uber and so I'm back home for like seven to 10 days for a charity golf tournament for a wedding. So there's a lot of, we're having fun, but at the same time in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, I got to figure this shit out. Like I'm supposed to be having fun with my family, but like this is killing me knowing that when I get back to LA, I have to face this monster of mm. like, what are you doing? I remember that. I remember that. And so get back to LA, the first night out of Ubering, this is the first day back in LA, I think I the next day when I got back, I went out and Ubered and I got home. I, and this shit just, I fucking still can't believe this. I get home, I park in my driveway and a lot of times since Ubering, I would do like these end of the night recaps. So just got back from slaying, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I just said to my Instagram and I almost didn't post it, but I was like, I just gotta, I just gotta put it out there to the world. I have to tell the world. And I grabbed my phone and I said, listen, 
by the end of this year, by the end of 2019, so this is first week of October, by the end of this year, by 2020, I need to be off the Uber grind and I need to be doing something else that's that's really fulfilling me, that's helping me like live. Like maybe I'm not at the point where I can be living full time off of my creating, but like I need to make that transition. And this was right around the time I had even hit you up about like, yo, do you have any advice about creating a course? And I was just I was reaching out to this was like one of those times where I was like, I need to, I need to start asking. So I I remember I reached out to you. I reached out to other creators that like are scalable right now. And I'm like, how can I bring you value? Do you want me to edit your podcast? Like, do you want me to make your Instagram content? I was like, I will do whatever it takes to get off of Ubering. And I started throwing out all these ideas. So now when I'm back Ubering, I say that I wake up to a DM from Brandon Cohen, the founder of Liquid IV, past podcast guest, past group episode guest, past uh, what they don't see guest, a YouTube series that I had ran. And he's like, yo, do you have any, uh, are you free tomorrow to hop on a call? And so he's one of those guys that I've built a great relationship with through the podcast. But like, once again, you let these relationships marinate. We never were like, you know, I think I'd see him have some big successes. I'd shoot him a text. Congrats. That was it. He would, he would throughout, since I had met him in August, 2018, every so often he would chime in on my Instagram and just say like, keep going. Like, he was always showing love, always supporting. And when I saw this That's DM, awesome. bro, I was like, this is something. Like, he's not just going to hit me up like this. And I was like, "He, I know he saw my Instagram. I went back and like looked and I was like, he saw my Instagram story. So I was like, yeah, whatever you need, what time? Cool. Let's set up a call. And uh, I get on the call with him the next day and he's just like, he had just gotten back from being on Gary V's pod. So I was like, oh, before shit. we talk about anything, I was like, how is, how is fucking New York? Bro? Yeah, yeah. You're with Gary V. And, um, he's like, Oh, it was great, man. You know, talking to Gary, he's, he was an invest. He's an investor with liquid IV. Sure. Sure. You know, he's just like getting on me about building out like a a media team. And when he said that, I was like, okay, this, what's he, what's he hinting at? And so, and then he, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I just brought in a a full-time videographer and I'm kind of looking for somebody to help like produce and like get this thing going. And I saw your Instagram and didn't know if this is something you'd want to do. And, and, I just was like, bro, honestly, like, I don't, we don't even know the true details of everything, but like, I'm in, I was like, it was one of those moments. It's something that I had read in a book called the surrender experiment, where you have to sometimes just like surrender to what life is putting in front of you. And I was like, this is, this is my, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I need to do to get out of Ubering. And so a couple phone calls later, we, we lock in the, 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 um, and the, and like an actual contract or like me being a full-time employee. And it was the timing of me stopping the podcast the following week was the was going to be the start week of my job and so i was like i'm going to continue to stop this podcast i'm going to go all in on liquid iv and if i need to go back to this podcast at some point i will and so it, it, the timing was great stopped stopped uh stopped podcasting next week started excuse me a job with liquid iv i promoted with purpose and youth that Shows going on pause. It wasn't. I'm done. It wasn't. I, I'm. I'm giving up. It was just. I need to figure out my shit. And through that process, I did a lot of reflecting for like two months of just having a lot of free time to myself. And I was like, it's technically still on pause, but I was like, I don't have the time and the resources to do that right now. But I wanted to, you know, continue to share my voice, and that's why I started another podcast. But ultimately, it was the world gave me the opportunity that I needed. And to me, it was no questions asked. I have to jump on this. And it's still like, bro, it's, 
it's crazy to me how things just kind of happen and I'm just like thankful for it. I mean, this company is just, it's more than a product. It's more than a water additive company brand. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm technically like, if you want to talk title wise, I'm a content producer for liquid IV, but I'm, I'm building content around the team and around him. But I mean, we, I've been going through content from 2012, 2013 when he was a one man team. And like, thankfully he has vlogs of him and this man has been so passionate about changing the world from the jump that I just was like, man, I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. And it changed my life. It changed my life in a flick of a switch. And I've, I've, I have never been so much more clear in my head and so much more relaxed and actually just like living my life and just enjoying it. And dude, it just, it feels fucking fantastic. I, I remember when you got the job, you just, there was just a different aura around you that your energy, even though you always have great energy, sometimes like when you're on Instagram, it, it, it almost not, I don't want to use the word forced, but, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't free flowing, you know, like mm -hmm. once you get landed that job, it was like, I just, I just saw you like, just like all this weight just kind of just dropped and you were just like, oh, like it was like a fucking splinter Dude, <laughs> in no, your neck. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like a one inch splinter in your neck that just got released or like a massive pimple. <laughs> oh, it was just um, like, I, yeah. you, with Uber, you're just chasing money, bro. I mean, I loved it. I, I, I completed my career with 19,002 rides. I forever will be thankful for, for Uber and whatnot, but like, just to be able to financially know that I have something coming in continuously is just like, that's always the biggest thing with everything. It's like, you're just worried about how we get to fund this, how we get to pay for this. And knowing that I have something coming in, it allows me to stop fucking worrying about that. And like, now I can just create, I can like, it's like the greatest for any creator. It's like the best blessing in the world where like you can, you can wait. I mean, I'm sure that's the greatest feeling, right? When you're waking up every day and, and you know, you're, you're in control of your destiny. You are completely in control right now because it's like you've set up uh, things that allow you to financially sustain yourself so that you're not sitting there worrying about paycheck to paycheck. You're just like, what's the bigger picture? You keep working towards this bigger vision. And so since getting the job, it's allowed me to just focus on my bigger vision where it just feels so good, man. Like I, I woke up this morning, bro. I literally, before I got out of bed, I was just laying there for for a while, like an hour just like reflecting and just thinking about everything and it's like man for three years every sunday i would get up at the ass crack of dawn and usually be on the road by like seven eight o'clock and i would drive till five ish or whatever every sunday and man it's like when you just you have that time to just like relax and decompress you just it's just so nice man i, I yeah i it still trips me up thinking about it because it three months bro three months is not a long time not a long time. And so to think it changed that quickly for me, it's you really, shit can really change pretty fast for anybody. And you got to just, I talked about earlier today on, on the podcast recording, you got to just convince yourself that if today's not the day, it'll be tomorrow. And if tomorrow's not the day, it'll be the day after that. And, and the only thing you can do is just worry about in this moment, wherever you are, what can you do right now? What's the one, two or three things today that you can do that's going to put you in a better position? Yeah. You were in peace. I mean, well, you are in peace now. Um, you know, watch Much better. You playing video games and just kind of like <laughs> just hanging out. I already out. retired that. I went through I know, like a but, weird. I know, yeah. I know. But that's yeah. important, though. I mean, 
Yeah. Not all the time, but yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta find that joy and that passion and then just fucking chill. Balance. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's so important. Um, that was the biggest lesson for me. Balance for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that's one of my big goals for this year. I've talked about it on my podcast already where, um, I schedule play before I schedule work and I, I have to, really? I have to work around my play and daily, like, weekly, or how do you, how do you, how do you determine like I'm just, going into next week? Well, for example, like I have four big trips and I'm already booking tickets, plane tickets. So mm. it's forcing me to go, you know what Smart. I mean? So Smart. little things like that. Um, and and I'm still I'm still working on the week to week stuff. I've got the big pick big stuff, but now I'm working mm. like like what can I do this weekend that's really gonna just you know get me away from work and and really just have fun? Um, mm. Because yeah, I mean if we're just if we're focused on work all the time, it's just you can't sustain it. You just yeah. can't, and you just do you just, find do you find that you have to pick like. Do you treat a lot of the things for your own business that you uh, you kind of treat it like a job where you, you you force yourself to work certain hours of the day? Or do you more of just go with the flow and see like, you know what, I've had enough for today. It's time to go watch a movie. It's time to relax. Or are you like, listen, um, I'm going to work today from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. And wherever I'm at 6 p.m., it's time to yeah. move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little mix of both because um, – you know, I think it's important to kind of listen to your body because, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you, you, have, you make up your own schedule. And a lot of it is you, you have to create when you're feeling inspired. Sometimes like, you know, if, if I have an idea, I'll just go and start recording a podcast so I don't lose the idea. I didn't plan mm -hmm. for it, but like it's it's happening. It's coming out of me right now. I got to I got to flip that record button now before I lose yeah. it. I've already done yeah. that enough times where I was like, nah, like. I'm going to do it in my, you know, my 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. window for the pot. It just it just doesn't work. You got to you got to mm. kind of do you got to record. You got to create when you when you feel inspired. But but for the most part, other than that, I like to I like to have routine and, and a pretty strict schedule or else I'll just go. I'll go nuts. One, um, one weird thing that I love is is that is understanding how people operate, because I think the real key is where all everyone that listens to podcasts or like everyone's trying to find like the secret. They're trying to understand like what's the inspiration hack? What's the creative hack? What's the like, like what is it that I need to do that's going to allow me to like operate at my highest potential? The thing is you got to figure out what works best for you because what works for Zach Kravitz, what works for, for, for me, what works for my roommates, everybody's different. And it, and it, it, it really is so interesting to me because Everyone's different, man, but we all find ways to make it work. So it's like, I know I'm a morning person. Both my roommates are not. <laughs> I know that I'll be tucked into bed almost every, at least weekday nights. I'm tucked in bed by 10 p.m. They're up till 1 a.m. I know that I need to go to the gym first thing in the morning. They don't go until maybe 10 p.m. at night. So it's like, you got to just find what works best for you. And so I think as long as you continuously, and, and obviously you've been doing this, you just find what works for you. If that's perfect, where you're like, you got the inspiration, go go do it, then perfect. If you're somebody that likes the 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., then you know schedule it out. But I just I have this weird thing where I love to hear like what works for people because I think there's no right or right wrong or right way. You just have to find like what's what's the right. best routine and way to do it for you. You gotta you have to design your life, 
It's it's mm. a it's a video game. You design it however 100%. however you want, whatever works 100%. for you. It's the reason why Gary V is Gary V. And yeah. uh, I've I've been lucky enough to meet some some very wealthy people, and I know a female. Her goal uh, last year when I met her, her goal was to work fifteen hours a week. She's a multimillionaire. That's what she wants to do, and she's gonna do wow. it. And I'm just like. Wow, that's great. I mean, if you can find one outlier that's doing whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. If one person yeah. is doing it, it just takes one person. Yeah. Find that person. Yeah. Do it. Use them as the example. Yeah. Use them as an example. Yeah. Gary is Gary because he want, that's who he wants to be. It's not going to work for yeah. everyone. It doesn't work for me. I take what I yeah. need to take from him, but mm-hmm. all the other stuff, I let it go over my head because I know that's just Easy. not good for me. That's it. Easy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. It's powerful. Um, I agree. Anyways, back back to back to you now. Um, <laughs> Don't make me you, throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about yourself—that's that's something I had to learn how to do. But um, do, what do you? So, Liquid IV. Do you? Mm-hmm. Brandon said, "I don't know him mm-hmm. that well, but what I've heard about him, he's an amazing, amazing person." Um, mm-hmm. as he, was he your first real mentor for you or have you had mentors in the past? Like mm-hmm. a real one, one that you can call and be like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling kind of shitty. Just wanted to vent it out and you know, it'll help yeah, you out. That's a great bit. question. The thing is, I don't even, th- I, I, before, you know, now that he's, now that I have like the relationship that I have with him, it's, it's obviously much different and, and. I could pick up the phone and call him and I know he's going to pick up, which is, which is all is amazing feeling knowing because I, I really believe in him and, uh, I just love the energy that he puts out to the world. But before him, it's, it goes back to like, like Zach, uh, it goes back to like, uh, Zach Hanavar or, um, Reese Hopper or, you know, even my roommate Dylan, I've never had like that official, like, Oh, he's my mentor and I could call him for any type of help. It really has always just been people that are within my circle that I know if I need business advice, I should probably call Zach Hanavar or I should call Reese Hopper. I need design advice, I should probably cut, talk to my buddy Dylan. Or I just, I've, you know, I think I've, that's the way I've kind of looked at it. Now working with Brandon, it's, um, and even that role, my role within the company has changed because when I first got there, I was reporting directly to him. And then because of everything that's happening with the company and, you know, what we're doing isn't essentially helping the company at this very moment. It, it, it just wasn't working with his schedule. So we had to shift myself and my buddy, Jamie, who I work with, who's the in-house videographer, lead content creator. We had to kind of file in and now we report directly to marketing. So even that relationship has changed where it was like, I was in daily meetings with him to now it's like, I don't have meetings with him, but I get, you know, I still see him every day. So even that was like a little bit of adjustment for me because I was like, damn, I like one, I took this, not, it wasn't that I wouldn't have taken the job, but it was like, I came into this job knowing I was reporting directly to the guy that I'm inspired by. And now I'm working for somebody else who's just as talented and, and is extremely smart with what she does. But it was like, wow, like that's what I wanted. I wanted to work for him. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've, I've been fortunate to just have a, a handful of people around me that like have served as great mentors, but there's never been more of like a mentorship where I was like, this is my mentor. Um, I can call them for anything. It's just, it's just been really friends of mine. And, um, I've definitely tried to pay it forward to like people like Kirk or people like Dalton or like Sam 
who have helped me a lot and I see what they're going through and I try to give them advice and not try to be like their father figure, but I'm just like, listen, I've been there, I've done that, like this is my advice. If you wanna like go do your thing and, <laughs> yeah. and, and send it, like please do it, but this is what I have to offer to you. So I don't, I, you know, they're all great people and they're all great mentors for the people that I have bounce ideas off of, but Brandon specific, he's just, uh, he's an incredible individual, like just extremely passionate about what he does. And I think a lot of times in the internet, we see people that like promote, oh, well, I run this business and we give back and we do this and we do that. And you're like, eh, it seems a little unauthentic. You're, you're probably just doing that because it gets you more sales. Yeah. I can <laughs> promise you that this guy, if, if it came down to it, he wants to save the world before he wants to save himself. And, wow. and it's inspiring to work for somebody that is that passionate about what he does. Wow. You don't, you don't yeah. meet many people like that. Nope. But once again, this is a simulation, Zach. Wow, so man. it's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to take what the world's giving me and I'm going to, wow. I'm going to run with it for as long as I can. Absolutely. Where, where do you see yourself? Uh, I don't know. This might make you uncomfortable. Who knows? But Please. Where, where, do, where do you see liquid IV as a part of your journey? Is it, is it a, a, just a pivot, just a swing? Uh, yeah. Just a, That's a great question. A, just a, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean. Yeah, a pit stop. Pit stop. Well, pit stop. Yeah, just to <laughs> yeah. I mean, rest a little. You bit. know, I catch your breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have really grown to like not allow myself to get too caught up in thinking about the future and like like am I going to be with Liquid IV for the next five years, ten years? Like you know, when even when I was going through the process of accepting the job, I I, I wrote on a piece of paper like the pros and the cons. And the pros, it was like 10 pros and there were two cons. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. I have to take this. So to me, with joining with this company, at the timing of joining, it couldn't have been better. This is going to be an incredible year for them. So the way I look at it is like, I'm going to ride this train until the next thing pops up or it doesn't make sense anymore. Could be for the year. Could be two years. Could be five. Could be a whole lifelong career. I'm open to wherever the world takes me. And... uh I, I love that. I think I think it's really good to have a vision for what we want to do with our careers and our lives. And I know at heart I want to be a creator. I wanna put I wanna share my voice with the world through visuals, through audio, through pictures. As long as I continue to do that, whatever is the engine, I wanna be a part. I, I I'll drive it. So right now it's liquid IV. That's my number one priority before any of my own personal content. And I'm completely okay with that because of the opportunity and, and just kind of the things that we have going on in the next couple months. It's great timing that we're doing this podcast because next week is when people probably see me working for Liquid IV and they're like, what the hell does this guy, right. <laughs> what does Bobby even right, do? Like, right. I, don't, I don't deal with anything with their product. I don't sell, I don't create content around Liquid IV. I, anything you see on Liquid IV's Instagram, that has nothing to do with me. What we've been doing behind the scenes is documenting Brandon's journey and very similar to Gary Vee's like trying, that's what you're going to start seeing starting next week. So for three months, pretty much of working for them, it's been this test and try. And once again, you know, starting, uh, reporting directly to Brandon, then putting us in marketing, then trying to figure out like processes within that. It has been a learning curve for three months, but starting next week, it's all going to make sense the bearded man now picks up the camera. He's shooting too. I, I'm helping my other, but, um, Jamie, the, the main lead guys. So it'll all start making sense, but imagine Gary V style content and showing behind the scenes of what's happening in Brandon's life and everyone around. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest, re I mean, I knew you and I were going to podcast as soon as, uh, 
we had our first podcast together. But as soon as, as soon as this transition happened for you, I knew I was like, okay, I got to get him on the podcast like as soon as possible because I know so many people were going to have questions of like, what the yeah. fuck is going on right now? <laughs> um, and I, I, I wanted to give you a, a platform to, to explain what's going on. And I was just genuinely curious. So I was kind of holding yeah. off of talking yeah. to you until, until we hopped on here. So, um, and I think the timing couldn't have been better, man. I think yeah. timing that's, that's, I, I want to go back real quick to networking, which we talked about earlier. That's the very important too, is recognizing timing and the timing of doing this podcast could have been better. I know we've talked about in the past of doing the, of the same podcast other times and the timing didn't work. And that's the beauty of it. When things are supposed to happen, they're going to happen. And as much as we want shit to happen today, it doesn't always pan out that way, but you got to just accept and know that like when it's supposed to happen, it is going to happen. And so the fact that we did the podcast today and it's just like, it, it will happen when it's supposed to be. And, and I'm so thankful to be part of this, man. I really, I really respect you as a creator. And I think you already know that. And I think we've, I mean, just through content and, you know, I think that's the beautiful thing about the internet. Sometimes people like, uh, like the comparison trap or like, um, you know, we get so caught up in like other people's lives. We're not living our own life. It's like, yeah, there's all that negative shit, but like the positive things is if you follow the right people and you, and you're, and you pay attention to, and you're conscious about who you're following and for what reasons that shit can inspire and motivate you. And so seeing you succeed fires me up knowing of what my inner potential could be. I might not be a filmmaker. I might not be traveling the same journey as you, but I know that that energy and that like ability to like have a vision and execute it it's the same shit that I'm doing. So it's like, when I see you winning, I know at heart, I'm like, I, that, I, I can do the same for me. And I know that it's like, even if I'm not talking to Zach on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, I know that there's an energy there where it's like, we, we're, we're just doing our thing. And like, maybe once every six months, we cross paths, we see each other, we hop on a podcast, we do this, we do that. It's all love. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of, of who you are, the energy you put out there. And I was so happy that, you know, Especially that group episode that we did with you, Babin, oh, that was and great. with Mitchell Mullins. That, that was great. Iconic, man. Yeah. Iconic. So yeah. it's, it's all love, man. People, it's all love. People listening to this need to go listen to that episode. Me, Incredible Babin, um, Tyler Babin, and uh, oh, shit. Mitchell, Mullins. Mitchell, Mitchell Mullins. Yeah. Mitchell man, Mullins. Man. What a talented that was guy. A great, that yeah. was a great day, man. That yeah. was an epic day. That was a day where I had to flip up the bed. Because I had oh, to fit yeah, all you guys yeah. in there. There was four of us, and then you had Sam Snowden and Kirk shooting BTS. So we had to legit flip my bed up to make sure we could fit everybody in there. But rest in peace to that bed video and to that content, <laughs> crew, man. That was uh, a lot of uh, a lot of incredible moments filmed in that yeah. house. A lot of incredible moments. How's how's your new house, man? How's that feel? Feels great. Where, where are you? It's, what town are you in? I'm in Hawthorne. So oh, I went okay. from a 35 mile commute to Liquid IV, which is in El Segundo to uh three and a half miles and now we're moving we're moving to a new office in may which will bring my commute from three and a half miles to two miles oh my god there we go so you're talking about a complete life change for me and it was definitely level up from the last house we were in i live with the same roommates um so we got ourselves a very nice uh next crib and it's just it's just a creative hub um and it just feels good man it's it's I've always wanted to live more towards the west side of LA, which is like the Venice area, Santa Monica for people that are listening, more towards like your neck of the woods, Culver. Um, and so just being out this way and knowing that I'm in I'm fifteen minutes from the beach, like makes me so happy because I've I dude, I was fifty five minutes from living in the valley. And so knowing that when the summer's here, you know, even tonight, 
maybe I'll go grab dinner. I could I could just drive 15 minutes down the road and just just look out at the ocean. It's just it's beautiful, man. It's 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 a great great headspace living in this house with these guys. We're all just focused and we're all doing what we have to do. How do you how do you feel now just getting up in the morning versus before? Is there like a is there a massive difference? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm operating I'm 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 operating I'm I'm in I'm in You just rock I'm, it out I'm, of bed. Bro. Let's go. <laughs> don't get me wrong. When that alarm goes off, I'm like, fuck. Something yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when I get on my two feet and I know exactly what my day looks like and I know what's in front of me, I'm like, man, I got the, I, this is it. I'm living the best moments of my life right now. And I and I'm I'm thankful for it because I know plenty of people I went to college with that that still want to go back to college. They want to go back. Those were the glory days. I am living the greatest moments of my life right now, physically, mentally, spiritually, career, creatively, everything and above. And I'm and I'm 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 thankful for. It. I'm not here to flex. I'm not here to. I'm I'm trying to just let people know, like you just you gotta just have hope because I've been through some dark times. I've had some. I've had more than enough emotional breakdowns in the last couple of years. And I've, and I, I talk about it not because I want people to pity me or feel bad for me, but because it's real shit and people are going to go through some tough times, but I'm in the best moments of my life right now. And I'm, and I'm extremely thankful for it, man. I'm so, so happy to be where I'm at right now. Dude, it's it's yes. just going to keep getting better. Soak it in baby. Soak it all Always. in. <laughs> yeah. I loved your chime in when I, I posted something, when I got the keys for the house. Oh yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I was like telling the world, I was like, listen, I'm not flexing. I'm just letting y'all know, like, this is the new thing. Like we got a new crib. Like I'm just trying to show y'all like this shit's possible. And that's really the intent. And you just came in chime in. I forget what you said, but I loved it. Like, let them know. Yeah, flex <laughs> that shit, flex. son. Show it off. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah, I love that shit, bro. Oh, that shit had me gassed oh, up, dude. I was pumped. I was pumped for. I saw the place and I was just jumping like, "Let's go!" <laughs> like, show that shit off, man. Yeah, man. It's so you gotta key. show the victories. Yeah, you gotta yeah. celebrate your wins. You gotta celebrate. No, you do. Do you pop a you champagne do. bottle? Tell me you popped one. Oh, I'm waiting until I'm waiting for the first housewarming, which you'll be at. So don't all right, worry. I'm done. I haven't done. We've been setting up the plays. We've been like, we got a couple more things to get done in the next like two weeks, and then I think in two weeks from now, the house should be like at its operating, like where it's supposed to be, with like things on the wall and whatnot. And um, definitely planning to have a very like low key, but like networky slash very high energy, very good vibe. Yeah. Like, housewarming at some point yeah so when yeah, that happens, yeah we'll pop we'll pop the champagne then so we've been waiting we've been waiting yeah, i for hear it. you dude it's i mean i i think we talked about this on the on the podcast when when you interviewed me but i was i was struggling because i was i was starting to get some success some and mm. and i didn't know if my my audience was used to that and i felt like i i never had a problem showing like the shitty parts of what I was going through, but I started having mm -hmm. a problem with showing like, Hey, I'm like, I'm starting to make more money now. Oh, I just bought a mm -hmm. car. Like I'm starting to build my life. And so when mm -hmm. I saw you talking like, yeah, like just kind of like being humble, I'm like, bro, no flex that yeah. shit. You show that shit off because you own that. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's important. You know, if you want to yeah. buy a Lambo, you should not feel guilty about buying a Lambo showing that Agreed. shit off. Being like, hey, yeah, I, I did. This. I think it goes back to us being creators, right? Like we've shared all the moments. People can go back on both of our content and see like those tough moments. And so it's like you damn well better be sharing the good moments as well. It's a difference when you're somebody that only posts on Instagram when you have peaks in your life. 
that's a difference. Like, oh, you you traveled. Like, there's certain people that like I still follow, and I'm just like, why am I still following you? Like from college or whatever. That they only pop in my feed when they're like traveling, got a new car, got the new list. I'm right, like, right, right. That's all you talk about. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the world that we're in, we're as creatives and just like sharing our stories. We put out the bad shit, and we damn well better be putting out that good shit as well. So. I uh I'll I'll do some flexing once this place is where it needs to Please, be for sure because it it, it <laughs> motivates me I like it keep flexing I love that um always I don't want to take up too much of your time this podcast has been just it was exactly what I thought it was going to be are you are you on a time crunch by the way a little bit I'm fucking free flowing okay bro. I'm good all right well yeah I'm good well, if you got any other questions about it, I'm totally I, like I, on your time right now man I got a few more for you um, please. First of all, I, I asked a bunch of questions on my Instagram, but I think because of the whole Kobe story, I, I can't re, yeah. I can't refresh Instagram. I think everyone is on Instagram right now, and I really? I, don't, I don't have access to it. So, really, we're, I, anybody that sent a question, I, I apologize. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Peace Instagram. Yeah. So, but well, I, that's but a, I, I mean, I understand. Yeah, but I have a few questions for you. These Please. are these are questions that I ask all the guests, and this is a question that I asked you because you asked me to ask you a question on the podcast that we did together. That was something that I think you always did. You would tell the guest, mm-hmm. "Hey, ask me a question" or something like that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, this question I asked it to to all the guests. Um, if you. Just, just describe describe your perfect day. If money was no mm-hmm. object, um, mm-hmm. you you've made it. You've gotten to your end goal. What would getting up look like for you all the way throughout your day, and then going to bed? What what would that look like? I love that question, man. I remember I just, I like can almost vividly remember my exact answer. And what makes me so happy is knowing like that answer is exactly pretty much the same. And I think that's. That's a good thing, I think. I think it's a good thing. Um, but my answer, the perfect day, man. Whew, wow, that's that's such a it's such a good question. It's it's waking up in the morning, it's focusing on myself before anything else. Where it's you know getting you know going to the gym, getting a nice sweat in, um, coming back, getting some good food in me, protein shake, meditating, reading, soaking up knowledge. Um, it's then, you know, maybe spending the, the early part of the day. So like your 10 AM going to the beach with a bunch of friends, family, relaxing, like having a couple of cold beers, like playing some beach games, cranking up the music, um, enjoying the sun, like that, that 3 PM, like middle of the summer sun is just like scorching hot. You're just enjoying the weather. You're having a great time going in the water, laying down on the beach, taking a nap, uh, then get getting like a late lunch around like 4 p.m. Maybe some tacos <laughs> on in Manhattan Beach. Ooh. I got all my family and friends still there. Mm. Um, leaving there, probably go back to the house, shower, cool down, relax, um, and just have like a big house party with just incredible people. With like f- my family flies in from Massachusetts. Um, People like yourself, people that I've you know podcasted with in the past, they come by. We have a huge cookout in my house. Music's blaring. Um, everyone's just having like the time of their life. It's it's just living in the moment, man. It's just it's it's and I loved I loved yesterday in your Instagram. You you were out uh, in Venice Beach and you, you weren't there with your camera. You were there just to enjoy the moment. And I think that is something that I I like. I it's a tough thing and it's a good problem to have where 
I try to find the balance of like enjoying the moment, but also wanting to document it so I can relive the moment. And so it's like this weird balance, but uh, there's so much beauty. And I think even the last couple months because of this new job, I've, I've, I've realized like, I don't need to show the world. A lot of the times I was documenting my journey, trying to prove to the world, like I'm working as hard as I can. I'm like, I, I, I don't need to do that anymore. And so I've cut back on like posting like on social media as much. And like, like the day-to-day stuff that like was unnecessary. It's like, I just, I've, I've, I've grown so much more in the present moment. And so if, if my day could just be that putting down the phone, not worrying about checking my phone because all the people that I need to, to be in contact with are with me and we're having the time of our lives and it's good. It's just good energy, man. That's what I want my day to be. Just relaxed, nothing over the top, good food, good people, good energy, good drinks and, uh, watching the sunset on the beach. I love it, man. It's fantastic. That sounds That's good. a great question, man. Yeah. It's a great question. It's a question that I ask myself. I try to ask myself like once a month at least mm. just because there's, I say this on every podcast, but there's so many things that that people don't realize that they could be doing now to provide more joy, more fulfillment. I mean, people just yeah. get so caught up in, in the chase of whatever yeah. that end goal is and they forget like, oh, I could... I could go on a hike right now. I have time. Oh, I could. Oh, I should probably spend more time with my family. But you know what I mean. It's just like these little things yeah. that don't cost any money, really. Um, yeah. That they could be doing right now because that's their their perfect yeah. day. Why Why not live your perfect day right now? Why are you waiting for some fucking financial goal or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's because so the big. thing is when you get those goals, it's like it's like this like wow I did it and then you're like what do I do now? So it's like if you're not even enjoying the process or the moments along the way, you're just you're gonna be pissed at the end result because you're like, I just spent two years pissed off of the world, and now I'm finally happy that I got the goal. And now it's like, okay, what's the next thing that I go for? There's always another goal. There's always another number. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah. Anyways, well, I love that answer. We we got two more. Last, uh, Please. second to last is who should I have next on the podcast? Ooh. The easy answer that I truthfully want to hear you two talk is going to be Lewis Howes. Really? <laughs> I, would lo- I, would yeah. love to- I would love to hear you guys talk. I would love to hear you guys talk. We're going to um, do it. That's an easy answer, though. I'm trying to think of... Hmm. Filmmaker. I'm trying to think of like No, nah, dude. It doesn't wise. have to be. Who do you want to no? see on this podcast? Hmm. Who would you want to listen to that maybe you haven't listened to already? Or just don't want to hear a different perspective. Hmm. I love that. People always like reach for their phones and go on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I try, I see, whenever I like, whenever I do podcasts and stuff, I try to like put that phone down and I just try not to look it up. I try to force myself to, to think of it. Um, this, this stumps everybody. It's so interesting. It's tough, man. It's a, it's a great question. It's like, who do you want to hear more of? I mean, if we're talking big, bold, like like shoe for the moon, yeah, fuck who it. I would love to see, bro, like a great person would be Joe Rogan. He oh does enough interviewing where it's like, <laughs> I would love to see the reverse. I'd love to see somebody like him. I'd love to see you interview him. I'd love oh. to see you interview The Rock, like oh. like people that, even Kevin Hart or yeah. like people that are, I mean, it's like that are just on completely different spheres of like execution and like, like goal chasing and and just above and beyond like just another levels you know what i mean um if you can get any of those three i, I would be 
I will be the first person to listen into it. I would be the first person to listen into it. <laughs> that would that would be nuts. That would be nuts. Well, we'll see. You never. I hope know. those are good answers. I don't oh, know what other amazing. people have said in the past, but that's amazing. I mean, I don't know. Do you see Kevin? Who? Do you see? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The, the doc. Yeah, the doc. yeah. The doc. Yeah. Loved it. So good. I loved it. So I good. I love documentaries like that. And I love seeing. I think the timing that they shot that they couldn't have. Uh, oh my god! They couldn't have asked. Yeah. So good. Like, the timing. Asked for a better time to do it. Uh, yeah. It's all about timing. Right. <laughs> before I ask, before you ask the last question, I want to ask you a question. Who's your number one on your list right now? If you could interview anyone. Uh, I Honestly, I think it would be Joe Rogan. That's just like, mm. I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, he's such an inspiration to me and like the way he does his podcast. I mean, I don't know. I think we talked about this before, but like the inspiration has always been like, I just want to make this conversational. Like whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, I got some questions yeah. on my notes right now, but yeah, you know, where's this going to go? And if it goes in that direction, it goes in that direction and it's all good. Yeah. And it's just free flowing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's what I want. That's what, that's, that's how yeah. I see my, my podcast going very, very similar route. So yeah, he's just a, a big inspiration. Just his mindset, the way he's so open to any kind of side, like he sees the positives and the negatives with, with his own viewpoints. Like it just, it's, it's, it's really, it's interesting. So yeah, I'd love to, I love everything about his podcast, the way it's set up, the way he runs the show. It's just authentic. It's very minimal. It's not right. It's high production studio. Like yeah. it's just, it's just raw. It's just it's raw. Just super raw, man. Yeah. And he's, I mean the guests that he gets and, and for how That's long, like three hours with like four. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is, this is, you'll never see that on TV no. ever. no. Joe Rogan's podcast where my Chico for driving Uber, I would keep one AirPod in in my left ear <laughs> where they couldn't see. Yeah. And I would, bro, a three Smart. hour podcast would get me 30, 40% of my day done. Yeah. And so just listening to him talk, it was, Fascinating. It was the greatest thing in the world. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, we'll make it happen. You spoke it. I, I spoke, spoke it. Existence and now, yep. It's, now make it's it happen. out in the public now. I got work to do. So we can do. cut the clip. Oh, hey. yep. oh boy. That yep. just put a lot of pressure. Um, Dude, where Matt Diavel is another person too. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I get that all the time. He's he's a big That'd inspiration. That'd be a great conversation. Yeah, I would be. He's that'd be a great conversation. I've, I've got I've got some connections to him, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's gonna happen. We'll, we'll make the ask in the right way. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Dude, where can people follow you, bro? I know we we didn't really talk about your new podcast a little bit. Um, don't don't worry about it. Um, that's that's still very early on. It's only uh. It's only three or four podcasts in, but you could, I'll tell you this. If anybody's looking for me, it's at Bob A, B-O, three B's, four A's and a Y. <laughs> I know that's, everyone's like, what the hell is this guy thinking? Yeah. Instagram, I wanted B-O-B-B-A-Y. They didn't have it. Tried two A's, didn't have it. And it took me three B's, four A's and a Y. <laughs> um, but it rolls off the tongue it pretty does, far. It does, it does. So you, you, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, that the old podcast that I used to run is Purpose in the Youth, and the new podcast that I just started call is called It's the Bearded Man, which is just a solo podcast of me breaking down different subjects and different topics. So I'm sure if, if they Google my name, they can find me anywhere. But um, yeah, I mean, if you if you found me through this podcast, I would love to hear about it and, and let me know what you thought. And if you especially love this podcast, go to Zach's podcast app and write him a review yeah, yeah. of why you enjoy this podcast. And then just at the end say, 
from the bearded man <laughs> or whatever. And then, and then we'll yes. know that you came from this episode. Uh, I but love it. Make sure you guys give them that review because if you're enjoying the content, I know how much those reviews help grow the actual show. So they really do. He deserves it and he's, he's putting in the work. Dude, I love it, man. Thank you. Guys, everybody, just just send Bobby a DM. Just tell him, tell him what's up. Send him some love. <laughs> Bobby, dude, um, thank you so much for joining us. This was, Pleasure, like man. I said, this was exactly how I thought it was going to go down. I just I love I love simulation, talking to you, man. Simulation, this, yeah. is, just, this is the simulation. This is exactly how it was supposed to go. That's right. That's right. Who knows what's uh, going on in another dimension? We're not going to go down that road. That'll be another. That'll be another episode. <laughs> Part two. That's right. Part two. But dude, I got to tell you, man, you're, the energy you bring is it's nothing like anybody. I, I I just haven't talked to anybody that brings that kind of energy and makes people feel so good. So, um, yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for that, man. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it, man. I, I respect you and I, and I'm glad that we've built the relationship that we have. And, uh, I know we both have positive and great futures in front of us. So know that, uh, the energy and the love is very mutual. My man. 100%. I can't wait, bro. We'll talk soon. Let's go. Peace. See ya. <laughs>